0: You're on educateforlife.com radio with Kevin Carnivore. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become
1: Unshot.
2: I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over. She.
3: We're now at DEFCON 1.
0: Did you say Carnivore or Carnivore?
2: you like to have a conversation with kevin then call 800-243-9719 and now here's your host kevin conover
4: bring
0: your time
4: and bring your shame welcome to educate for life i'm your host kevin conover my website is join that's j-o-i-n.educateforlife.org it's 40 online classes defending the truth of the bible Today we're talking about a subject that is uh, very, very necessary. The Washington Post recently had an article titled, Deaths from Drug Overdoses Soared in the First Nine Months of 2016. Um, All the stats on drug use and drug overdose and deaths from drugs are um, coming out now as uh, the research is being compiled from 2016. Uh, This is what the the article uh, says. It says, in June, the New York Times predicted that the number of overdose deaths would exceed 60,000 in 2016 based on data it compiled from hundreds of state health departments and county coroners and medical examiners. If true, that number would mark the sharpest annual increase ever recorded. The increase has come despite more determined efforts by government and private authorities to intervene in the epidemic which claims an average of 142 deaths per day. Last month, the President's Commission on Combating Drug Addiction and the Opioid Crisis urged the White House to declare a national emergency, which they now have done. As of last Thursday, uh, they declared a national emergency because of the drug crisis in America. The CDC, Food and Drug Administration, and Congress have all taken steps to address the crisis, as have physician groups and private insurance companies. Many communities have made the overdose antidote, uh, uh, the drug uh, antidote, widely available, and others are trying to provide more treatment for the estimated 2.6 million opioid addicts in the United States. Mm. Now, um, while people are scrambling to try to find solutions to this, um, a huge part of the solution uh, is a ministry which I've been involved with for quite a while um, and known about for quite a while. I have family members that have been involved in the ministry uh, very heavily, um, both because of drug addiction, as well as just wanting to support the ministry because of the incredible uh, results that they have. The ministry is Teen Challenge. And in studio uh, today, I have Herlindo Salinas, who has been the director now for, I believe, uh, more than 10 years, just going on over 10 years. Uh, Rita, who is a Teen Challenge alumni, she actually graduated from Teen Challenge and has uh, been changed through the ministry. Has been, has recovered uh, because of the ministry and because of Jesus Christ. And Lucia, who is also an MFT with 16 years in the field of addiction uh, with the San Diego Rescue Mission. So I just wanted to say thanks, Herlindo, for being on the show today, and uh, thank you very much, Rita, and thank you for Lucia for being here. It's a it's a, a real pleasure to have you, and I think you're going to be an inspiration and an encouragement <laughs> to so many people. <laughs> Um I really wanna share have Rita share her testimony um with those of you listening and uh what she's experienced through Teen Challenge. But before we do that, uh Herr Lindo, could you um give us just a brief breakdown of what Teen Challenge is? A lot of people they hear teen challenge, they immediately think, Okay, this must be something for high school students. But can you give us a little bit of background on how you got involved and then what the ministry of Teen Challenge is and where it came from?
5: Yes, uh, Teen Challenge started way back in 1958 in the streets of New York City by David Wilkerson. Uh, at first, uh, Teen Challenge, the name of it was uh, Teen Evangelism. And so a short time later, uh, it changed over to Teen Challenge. And uh, the first Teen Challenge Center was established in New York City in, 19, in 1958. I came into the program in 1990 as uh uh, strung out on heroin and cocaine, had been homeless for a number of uh, a number of months, and came into the program, and uh, I was able to complete the one year. Uh, program and then I went on to do a four-month apprenticeship and then went on to a one-year ministry institute that we have in Los Angeles and came on staff here in San Diego in 1993 and I've been with the ministry ever since.
4: That's fantastic and um, we had you on uh, I believe last year and um, you went into more details about your testimony. How long were you addicted uh, to drugs,
5: I was a heroin addict for over 16 years, and because of the crimes that I committed to get the drugs, I spent uh, a little over 70 years in prison. Wow. So if you're listening
4: out there and you're, you're in a situation where you know somebody who's addicted to drugs or you yourself are addicted to drugs, I think the main thing we want you to get out of the show today is hope. Um, that nobody is beyond help or beyond the reach of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and a ministry like this that he works through and uh, we have I was saying Rita on the air today who um, is a graduate of Teen Challenge also who's uh, been kind enough and uh, brave enough to come on the air here and share with us yes. her testimony and how um, Teen Challenge has ministered to her. So Rita thanks for being here.
3: Well thanks for having me Kevin. Um Teen Challenge has been a great help in my life, you know, because I started out in uh, about 20 plus years of addiction before I got to Teen Challenge.
4: Now, how did that start? Take us back to the beginning. Um, Did you grow up here in Southern
3: California? I did. Um, I grew up here in San Diego, went to San Diego High School. Um, And shortly after that, just went on my own kind of thought oh, i'll just live the carefree life i'll just do whatever this and that brings me you know yeah now do you have brothers and sisters i did i've got uh quite a big family but we were not closely related or in the in the same area actually okay i still had some uh brothers who were in the service um I had a sister still in the Philippines when I was about 13, 15 years old. Okay. So, when you were going so to I San Diego high school. high
4: school, were you already being exposed to drugs and these sorts of things? Or how did yeah. that process get started?
3: Yes, it started um, just trying to hang out with the in crowd, trying to be cool. You know, um, I was a pretty quiet or shy type, and I wanted to try to do something besides hang out in the library, you know. Yeah. So um, I was easily gravitated to whoever wanted to do something aside from what was normal, Yeah. You're going to school, you want to study, you want to learn. That was the normal thing. So outside of that was having fun, going to parties, and getting introduced to first marijuana, you know, and then by senior year when
4: you first got introduced to marijuana
3: um i was um 15 okay and then by the time i was 17 18 i think cocaine entered and then um a little jump forward it was after my 21st birthday then of course you know everybody gets the ID to say okay now you can be legally you can legally drink
4: yeah right now now so now it's
3: alcohol
4: yeah and and today in California it's now it's uh, you can legally do marijuana
3: isn't that awful yeah I think yeah you know because for me my experience was that was the gateway for me that was the Mm. gateway to okay I will try this I will try the next thing I will try you know yeah what what else was out there i will i will try so my life kept going in that direction to where i thought i was doing okay you know quickly time forward i started realizing that meth came into my life as well methamphetamine and that with drinking um and other opiates, or I've even tried acid, yeah, so all that in my twenties, you know came into my life, and i was I had work, I was functioning, I was doing great, so I thought, um but it quickly also turned into ten years later. I'm still doing all these same things. And now my life and my outlook was changing as to, well, college has gone way far away from my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Any kind of schooling, any kind of uh, career-oriented thinking or uh, placement, you know, was like, I can do that later. I can do that later. Yeah. You know, so um, I didn't realize that. My, priority, my priorities were turning to just partying and seeing how many friends I can make, quote-unquote, yeah. on, um, on who had what. What kind of drug you had or what kind of um, whatever to get high on.
4: Yeah, so you hadn't recognized yet that uh, this was becoming more and more controlling in your life. Yes, yeah. my- I did
3: not. So uh,
4: uh, my guests today are Herlindo, Rita, and Lucia. We're up on a break here, so when we come back, uh, we're gonna allow Rita to continue to share um, what happened and uh, how she became addicted to drugs and then how uh, she became freed from that addiction. We'll be right back.
0: 619 When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels,
2: and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631.
5: I will cast my cares on you.
4: Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join.educateforlife.org. And if you like this show, you can pick up a recording of it on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. See our uh, smiling faces in here. Everybody smile at the camera, wave to the camera. There we are. <laughs> uh, or you can also podcast the program uh, if you wanna get a recording of it or you wanna share it with a friend. It's, uh, we're here to encourage uh, people who are stuck in addiction or, or know people who are stuck in addiction. And uh, I can't recommend highly enough Teen Challenge. That's teenchallenge.org forward slash s-d-t-c if you want to get help here in San Diego. But they are um, worldwide now, right, uh, Lindo?
5: That is correct, yes.
4: So a a worldwide ministry, one of the most successful um, ministries in the world reaching and helping drug addicts. And what's really amazing is that all their services are 100% free. What? Yes, you heard that right, 100% Mm -hmm. free. Uh, Just like Jesus Christ and eternal life. So... um, Uh, You know, I cannot encourage you uh, enough. Please go and get help from them. Uh, These are loving people who want to see uh, you rescued from addiction. And uh, so, Rita, you were telling us your story about how you got to a point where you began to realize that the drugs were taking a a bigger and bigger hold on your life and you were kind of losing control of your life. Is that is that what you were saying?
3: Yes. Yes. Um, So that was uh, that type of living rolled into easily into my 30s as well. Just go to work, go to party, go to work, stay up, party, go to work. Yeah. Um, and still not realizing, you know, which way I was headed. I thought I was just doing fine still. Yeah. You know?
4: So, so as you're, you're going through life, are you thinking to yourself, um, I don't have the power to stop this? Or are you at this point thinking, hey, this is I am in control here. I do have the power to stop this when I want.
3: Yes, the truth is, I still thought I had the power mm, to stop. Okay. Yeah, I was, you know, uh, just, a, just a young girl that just knew that I could do anything if I put my head to it. But yeah. the, o- the only problem is my head was only into doing drugs. I It did not expand into the more important things in life as, you know, life is to people that... Realize education is good, discipline is good. You know, a uh, quality of life comes from um, setting your day right and starting out with prayer. As I learned a lot from yeah. Teen
4: Challenge. Now, did you grow up in a Christian family? Was was uh, Christianity or religion? Uh, did it have any role in your life up to this point?
3: Yes, religion was there. Yeah, uh, distant God you know far away um i thought that well he's not gonna look at me mm. because he was that far away he yeah. was it was a a mother who believed in god but also taught us that uh god is everywhere so we didn't really have to go to church mm. and my father um who's passed away now but um He always had in his heart for us, his children, to go to church. To go to church. And then if we wanted to, he would tell us about some of the parables in the Bible. But at that time, I was um, still still in my young teenage days. It was mostly in one ear and out the other. Mm. Um, Couldn't wait to just get up from the table and do something else. Go have fun. Yes. (laughs) Whatever fun was, it wasn't there at the table that time. But um, So in my 30s, that was my background anyways uh, to let you know, you know, um, I did not have any kind of constructive foundation. So it was just a lot of religion and I had a Bible, but it was one of those Bibles that stayed somewhere where I couldn't reach it because maybe subconsciously it was because I couldn't reach God. Mm. That's what I thought. So we um, we conti- or I continued to party. I continued to um, experiment with drugs. And what started getting hold of me was math. You know, I had some friends that did heroin as well, but they made me promise not to do that. I'm like, All right, fine. You know, I'm fine with meth and alcohol and um, the other things that 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 was just whatever was available uh, for the night. And so meth became more prevalent. However, it just went, oh, it's what I started looking for. You know, it wasn't whatever kind of drug anymore. It was like, no, I don't want that. I started getting picky, (laughs) if I can say that. Anyways, I didn't still realize how much into the addiction I was in. It wasn't until um, late 30s, early 40s that I started getting seriously tired of what I was doing. "Is Is this it? And I started reflecting. Oh, God, what have I done with my life? You know? Um, And then I started realizing, oh, no, I don't have control over this. It has me. Mm. I couldn't wake up without a thought of where's my next score going to be? Where's my next uh, meth baggie going to come from? Or it was whatever I did for that day, I wake up, okay, that's what I'm going to do some work for so that I will get some of the, some drugs to do after work Yeah, or during work, you know.
4: And the Bible talks about this too. It says that um, we become slaves to sin. We are slaves to sin uh, that pretty soon the sin begins to control you instead of you controlling it. And it, even in the very beginning of the Bible, it, strike, it reminds me of the scripture where God is talking to Cain and he says to Cain, Sin is crouching at your door. It yes. desires to have you, but you must master it. Yes. And we can't do that without the help of Christ, ultimately.
3: Ultimately, that is true. Um, without a good foundation or, you know, upbringing, I'd, I'd say I'm one of those just that got into just the average childhood where everyone's dysfunctional. You know, even at school, my friends at school. And I, so it was still nor- normal to me, you know, that we were this dysfunctional type of people Yeah, that I was with. So um, when I started realizing, I started just having this awful taste in my mouth for it. I was, you know, um, just regretting that oh my gosh, is it time to go back to school? <laughs> you know, you're in your 40s and you're thinking this way now, Rita? I mean, what? Yeah. You know? Um, so with that, I was saddened. I was depressed. I didn't really know how to stop now. I tried a few... Um, let's see, some help, getting some help out, you know, two weeks here or... Uh, counseling there um, but it was always nothing that could hold me clean that I wanted to be clean I So you have a break to, and then
4: you'd come back to it
3: Yes, very short breaks um, but it was all all just searching for something that could help me stay clean be yeah. clean Yeah. Um, and it was it was a breaking point in my life too when I realized that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it by myself. I didn't want this life anymore. I wanted to give it up. So <clears throat> um one of my brothers had a place. Oh, at this point too, by the way, I was pretty much living off my car already. Okay. I had
4: We're coming up on a break here, Rita. Sorry to cut you off here. But uh, that's good—that's kind of a good tease for our listeners there. If you're listening, she's uh, right at the point here. She's just living in her car, and uh, we're going to pick up and finish her story. And our goal here is to give you hope. So if you're out there, you know somebody who's struggling with drug addiction, it's becoming more and more prevalent in our culture. The problem is not decreasing, it's increasing. And so um, this is important for you to be able to offer hope to others. If you're out there listening, Teen Challenge uh, is the ministry. Uh, that we want to support here that's doing an amazing job and offering all this help at no charge. It's incredible. teenchallenge.org. If you're in San Diego, it's forward slash SDTC. And uh, we'll be right back and uh, Rita will finish her story.
0: Before I bring my need, I will
4: bring my heart. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is join, that's J O I N, dot E D U C A T E F O R L I F E dot O R G. You can pick up recordings of the shows. You can check out a lot of the events that, that are going on. I actually am involved uh, in a debate at San Diego State University. I'm the moderator of the debate. Uh, and Dan Barker is going to be debating. He's an atheist, very famous a- atheist, president of the Freedom from Religion Foundation. He's going to be debating uh, Dr. Andy McIntosh from uh, England, who is an expert in thermodynamics. And the debate is going to be over whether atheism makes sense of reality or not. Should be fantastic. I hope you can make it out. It's September 26th uh, over at San Diego State University. That's a Tuesday evening. Um, my guest today, though, is uh, Herr Lindo Salinas. Of Teen Challenge, he's been the director for almost ten years now, actually for more than ten years now, and as well as Rita, who is a Teen Challenge alumni who graduated from their program, and Lucia, who is an MFT with sixteen years in the field of addiction with the San Diego Rescue Mission, and Rita, um, uh, let's just pick up where where we left off. You you just said that you're living in your in your car and uh, you're you're looking for help from somebody. You can't get off these drugs. You keep maybe having breaks from them but that you just keep coming back
3: yes um kevin so i was um living in my car um staying in couches you know and working for that meth fix and and that was the extent of my creativeness if you will you know where my hope was going Mm. or gone to yeah um Yes, and at this point in my life, actually, hope was not there anymore because I kept trying to look around the corner where I heard from my youth that, you know, there's light around the corner. Mm. And I kept trying to look around the corner, and it was nothing but more darkness, more mm. uh, death, if I could say, because I didn't know, you know, that the, that light would, could be gone could be stolen um, my testimony <clears throat> my testimony says in John 10, 10 that the thief has come to steal to destroy and um, kill
4: steal and destroy
3: kill steal and destroy yeah yes so that's that's what started um, my hope was gone I didn't know the Bible yet then but as I learned it through Teen Challenge and um, the days after uh, the Lord did a wonderful thing in my life and saved me from my addiction, um, I started learning that my stories in my life was already written in the book and mm. God's Word. And I was learning the truth of what happened in my life, you know, as I, I kept going forward so I stayed in um, my brother's place um, he was gone for a week working and it was then that I reached the end of myself where I said oh God I can't do this anymore I didn't know I was being heard by a mighty God I thought it was just my me expressing you know in the best way that I knew how um, that I said, I can't do this anymore. I was in his place and I determined not to leave the house unless there was something else besides meth on my thoughts, on my heart, and my brain. Um, and during that time, I just, um, I was crashing, I was getting off drugs, I was hurting you know and i just said oh god help me so that was my prayer mm-hmm. god showed me that he heard me mm-hmm. <laughs> um so he he heard me As I got up another day, just in pain and uh, still no hope, but for some reason I was thinking, at least I'm not going out there. You know, I set the cat out just because here, I'm not going to the store to get cat food. You go get your own, you know. I wasn't going to the grocery store for myself. It was just like whatever's in the cupboards, that's that's what I'm going to have. And, um I cried, and I said, "God, I'm sorry, I don't know what I did with my life, but it's gone, and I meant by that that I was going to throw in the towel, I was going to die somehow, um, probably slowly from hunger, you know, but that was that was all I could do um, and then um, the phone rings it's my brother calling and telling me that he's on his way back to town um, and he realized he recognized that my voice <clears throat> was not up to par not my cheerful cheerful self yeah. so he goes Rita what's wrong and I go oh nothing I'm just sick still covering up and um, he goes, oh, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I'm on my way home. I'll pick you up something, you know. I said, okay. A little background on my brother. He was saved before I was, um, I'd say about three years before. And he was inviting me to come to church with him mm. and invited me over and over again, right? And I just said, okay, I'll go this one time just to make peace,
4: right? So he'd leave you alone. So he would leave me alone.
3: (laughs) And um, while I was there, I didn't understand what was going on either. I had to get up out of the service, step outside, because I had this overwhelming feeling of wanting to to cry. Mm. And I'm like, what is wrong? It's good music, lots of people and I'm out here and I want to cry so I just wanted to compose myself before I went back in so I went back in and service was over and I hurried my brother right out I said come on let's go something was making me cry in there I didn't understand so we left and um, I didn't realize either that my brother and his friends were praying for me Mm -hmm. Um, so when he came home with food, um, and I was going to tell him, I was going to make this big confession that I'm sick because I'm coming off of drugs. I thought, um, that he was going to be very angry with me that some kind of hurricane was going to happen and, um, he was going to be very disappointed well to my surprise he said, "Well, I'm glad you told me. Now I know how I could support you or help you." Mm-hmm. So I was taken aback because like I said earlier, we were not really a clo- close-knit family. But then I didn't understand my brother was saved. I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. So he was um he took care he was taking care of me. And then he says, and then he get, told me, you know, he told me something about sin. It was really expressive.
4: Okay, when we come back, Rita's going to share with us what her brother told her about sin. Uh, an amazing testimony. So stay with us. We're going to be right back, and you get to hear the, uh, the final uh, rescue here for uh, Rita as God is reaching out to her through her brother and through Teen Challenge. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. Uh, please check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can look look us up on our podcast, Educate for Life, and uh, you can also uh, follow us on Facebook if you want to follow up with the uh, upcoming events and these sorts of things that are happening. Teen Challenge is actually having a uh, a, a a walk to raise money. September is National Recovery Month, and uh, they're hosting a 5K walk for recovery to raise support and awareness about their free resources. Again, it's completely free. People who go through the program, a year-long program, um, actually are completely funded through the ministry. And uh, the goal is to reach anybody who wants help and not have to turn anybody away. The walk is on Saturday, September 30th, and uh, check-in time is 8 a.m., start time is 9 a.m. It's gonna be at uh, NTC Park Liberty Station in Point Loma, 2455 Cushing Road. Uh, down there, if you want more information, you go to you can go to tcwalks dot com Registration is twenty five dollars per person or a hundred dollars per family and uh, it's just an awesome opportunity to get out there and really make a difference tangibly in the lives of people that are desperate for help. And one of those people we actually have on the air today who was rescued by people who were willing to contribute and to donate of their um, time and money, and uh, that's Rita. She's been sharing her testimony. If you didn't get to hear uh, what she shared so for- far, I encourage you to go back and, and get the whole interview. Uh, my guests today are the director of Teen Challenge, Haroldo Salinas, who himself has an amazing testimony, which you can hear, uh, which he actually got to share his whole testimony the last time he was on, and uh, it's just an amazing testimony. And we also have Lucia, who is an MFT, who is very familiar with addiction, and uh, we'd like to get some of her input on uh on what what we can do to help our loved ones who are struggling with addiction. But Rita um uh share with us now here uh what happens your brother's been praying for you. He himself is now saved, knows the Lord and uh yes. and he's been praying for you and now uh is b- being able to be you, you're you've been able to be honest with him and share with him what's going on in your life.
3: Yes. Um at this point like I said I was just totally amazed that there was no hurricane, no no big um disappointment you know like i did not do uh good like i was supposed to any kind of reprimand you know was not there so my brother um just shared with me about sin it sits and it crouches mm. it you put it aside for a while and he was explaining why the other efforts that i was trying to quit before did not work mm. Because ultimately, let's just call addiction what it is. From he said that it was sin in my life, and so the um, point he was making was, um, this is what happens, you know, to addiction, where it'll sit for a while, and then it'll grab back a hold of you. It'll sit again; it'll grab back a hold of you. And I said, you know what? Wait. Why don't you take me to the church you took me again uh, to before? I want to go again, you know. And he was all elated and he said, okay, let's go this Sunday uh, after work. And we went. And um, (laughs) we went to this one church, they were closed because they had their church meeting somewhere else. And he was bummed again. He was just like, oh, what did I do? I did not check this schedule. And then I said, you had somebody else down the road not too far from here. Let's go there. And he goes, yes. Um, again, he's elated. He wants to take me there with all his heart. And I'm like looking at him, okay. Uh, let's, just, let's just go. Well, my, my thoughts and my heart was to tell God, I'm sorry. Mm. I wanted... <laughs> I wanted a chance to tell him. Um, So he took me down there, and I could not stop from crying when we got there. We sat in the back, and my hair was quite long then, you know. And I just had to sit back, push myself away, hide, hide in my hair, because the tears just would not stop. There was a deluge of tears just coming out and coming out. And the pastor had said towards the end, if any one of you want prayer, you know, and if any one of you just want to tell God you're sorry. And my hand raced up really fast. And I could not put it down. I said, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. You know. And then again, he invited, as they do, invited you to come up for prayer. So I went up for prayer and um, I received (laughs) the blessing of the Holy Spirit right then and there. Any pain I had was gone. Any uncleanness of this drug within me was gone. Mm -hmm. All the tears and deluge of mucus, I should say. Sorry, world.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay.
3: Is gone.
5: Yeah.
3: It was a breath of fresh air. A pastor's wife was praying for me and I just lifted my head up taking a big gasp of fresh air and I felt clean and went wow and I was shaking her hand because she was praying wholeheartedly for me yeah. something happened I said something happened and so she explained to me yes that the Holy Spirit's power has come upon me and I had a grin from ear to ear i looked at my brother and i'm still like what's going on but i could not stop from smiling yeah i was something had happened yeah there was a miracle of god an instant miracle of god there was hope there was a bright newness all around me and the quest was what are you going to do with this hope that now you have Mm. Oh, I I got to tell people. I got to say something to somebody. I got the Bible. I read it this time. I had the hunger and the thirst for it. I was I she started me out reading from Romans. Um and gosh, what a great book that is in our Bible, you know, because mm-hmm. it tells you you do the things you don't want you, you do the things that you don't want to do. Yeah. And it started just instantly explaining and making sense of all this past life that I was just going through up to this point. And so my brother says, okay, um, you're still going to need guidance. You want discipleship, you know. So I started calling around and I found a place called Teen Challenge, Mm. right? And I said oh, maybe it's not for me because it's teens. Mm. Teen is in the name. But um, the truth is they accepted me. They said, no, it's not just for teens. I go, are you sure? Because I'm really way past my teenage years. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, yes, come on down. And so I went to San Diego Teen Challenge. And um, they enrolled me to go to the women's facility, and I had a choice of LA or Bakersfield, so I took Bakersfield, and that was the start of my walk with God. That's fantastic. I started in Bakersfield, where I didn't know anybody, Yeah. right? And I just wanted to bear down on the word and just be amazed at how many sisters in Christ I had. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to pray. Everybody was... I had so much hope, Kevin. It was just amazing
4: that is amazing and i want to i want to we're coming up on a break here we have one more segment after this but i wanted to ask you rita you know some people might say well you know once you had the holy spirit and you had that you accepted christ and everything was that enough could you could you just hey you know i don't i don't need to go to teen challenge but i want to ask you know what how did that make such a dramatic difference in your life and and was that something you needed to go through so
0: when we come back rita's going to answer that question we'll be right back For 36 years, Fastlane kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride. 619-222-0766. Fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marine across from SeaWorld, 619
6: genes.
7: homes.com.
4: Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org, and if you want to sign up for my Bible classes, I have an online Bible curriculum. It's 40 online classes. You can take it all online. You can take it on your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you like. It's great for homeschooling, great for Bible studies, great for uh, church groups, uh, even great for a teacher who's teaching at maybe a Christian high school or something like that. So please check it out. That's uh, educateforlife.org. Today we're talking with Teen Challenge, specifically Herlindo Salinas, uh, Rita, who recently who graduated from uh, Teen Challenge, and also Lucia, who is an MFT with 16 years in the field of addiction. And um, you know, uh, Rita, you were talking about how you met Christ, and then you decided to join Teen Challenge, and you were around all these women who were praying with you and uh, building community in the body of Christ. Um, yes. Would do you feel that the the result of you know, what Christ did in your life. Do you feel like Teen Challenge really took you in a different direction than you might have gone otherwise?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and this is how they, they took me to a better place in my life today. I um, was discipled. I was taught that there are many other people that believe in other religions and other gods. And it was important for me to know which God I served who He was, who Jesus Christ is, Mm -hmm. so that when the false prophets come or the religious people come about, I know that I believe in Jesus Christ and I can stand on His Word Mm. and His truth. And that's what Teen Challenge taught me through all their courses, through life skills as well, the discipline, the making the right choices throughout my day. Uh, getting up in the morning just having a beautiful schedule Mm. Uh, don't get me wrong it was hard it was hard at first and i prayed god let me let me stay and know and know what i need to learn from here yeah and to this day i still apply all those basic life skills you know how you get up you pray how you get up and just love Mm. um as the bible teaches you to love that's fantastic And um, I stay in touch with Arlindo and Mm. um, Teen Challenge, just the community of Teen Challenge just helps me stay, again, in that love of Christ. Yeah. Mm. Where, you know, if you had an umbrella that kept you from getting wet in the rain, Mm. I felt God's umbrella over me at Teen Challenge that kept me from hearing other people talking about other religions without knowing you know where I stood yeah I might have gone that way
4: Mm.
3: but Teen Challenge showed me and taught me the love of Christ
4: that's fantastic and Lucia you've been involved so long with the San Diego Rescue Mission and Mm -hmm. you were talking about when we were off air you were talking about how it's important to understand God's grace even in um, uh, you know even after we're saved Uh, Mm -hmm. can you expand on that a little bit more
1: Well, I mean, I loved uh, Marguerite's testimony, and uh, praise God that she had that experience where it seemed like the addiction was gone in a moment as as she came to Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of people that have have had a struggle afterwards. And so, uh, I think people can have a lot of guilt feelings, like now I fail the Lord, or I, I'm not good enough, I can't come back to God. And just to realize that it's it's His grace that convicts us in the beginning mm-hmm. to get saved. It's also His grace that causes us to grow in Him and continues to convict us. So it's a walk. Yeah, it's, it's a process. It's not just the end result. Yeah. And even the process of struggling in the addiction is what can produce the very character of Christ within us. Mm. So, taking steps backward, that's okay. You just keep coming back to Jesus. Yeah, that's such a
4: powerful message.
1: I I loved what what Marguerite said that it started with her prayer, and I believe that's what makes all the difference when you call out to Jesus and you mean it. Yeah he starts working.
4: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And you know, I I think that's such a powerful message you're saying because a lot of times you, you know it's two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, or maybe right. it's maybe it's two two steps forward, three steps back. Right. But right. but regardless, the point is is that Christ hey, my mercies are new every morning. Right. And right. there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Mm. Right. So there's never a point where you go, you know what? I I'm just not good enough. Right. I can't make it. I I couldn't do it or I failed or whatever, right. uh, there's never a, 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 a point of no return as far as God is concerned and working in our lives as we go forward. And uh, has that been your experience also, Haralinda, with the guys you're working with in Teen Challenge?
5: That is correct. You know, they come in and they surrender their, their lives to the Lord and uh, and um, they they realize how much God loves them. But also as they go through the daily activities and the uh, discipleship and the classes, uh, members of scriptures, you know, there's times when they do make a mistake and uh, we're able to address the mistake. And then also they're able to learn from the mistake that they make and then move on forward. And it's only because of the mercy and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we can continue to just go forward. You know, you heard uh, Rita's testimony, and that's just one of hundreds of thousands yeah. of miracles that have taken place with the Ministry of Teen Challenge and other programs. But I really want to encourage, uh, if you're able to come out to the uh, 5K Walk on uh, the September the 30th, come out and um, support the ministry. And once again, it's because of... Uh, people that support the ministry that allows us to continue to keep our doors open we want to help every person that walks through our doors we don't ever want to turn anybody away so we want to continue to keep our doors open we want to thank everybody that supports the ministry
4: yeah that's fantastic and you allow people to come out and tour your facilities too and yes and, uh, you know get in as, get as involved as they want to in, in helping out and uh, it's just absolutely amazing so again uh, the website is teenchallenge.org. Uh, And that's forward slash SDTC here in San Diego. And uh, do you still have the donate online uh, website, giveTC.com? Is that still? That's correct. Okay. And um, so please get involved. Uh, September 30th, they're doing the 5K walk. Starting down there, eight o'clock. Um, they'll, uh, you know, you can register nine a.m. They get start walking, and uh, just a great opportunity to make a difference, a real world difference in the lives of people down there. Very tangible difference. You can meet meet the people that are involved in the program too, if you want to, and uh, just all kinds of opportunities. So, thank you so much for listening today uh, this Saturday, Herlindo, Rita, Lucia. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, huge pleasure and uh, a lot of hope. Thank you for sharing that testimony. That's absolutely amazing and. Praise God. So uh, for those of you listening, have a fantastic Saturday. We'll be with you again next week. Please join me um, on September 26th, if you uh, can, at San Diego State University with the debate between uh, Dan Barker and uh, Dr. Andy McIntosh. Does atheism make sense of reality? I'll be moderating that debate. We'd love to have you out there. And if you want more information, you can find that on my website, educateforlife.org. God bless you. Have a fantastic Saturday.
0: Bye-bye. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcast and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800 243 9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K E V C O N at educateforlife.com.
5: You will always be much more to me And every day I
0: wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not alright. But that's alright